Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Sota Daf Mem. We are holding on daf Lametes on the base. We are at about five lines from the end of the page. Biminchasa Dita Anisa. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of surviving children, Anne Lila Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha La Shalom, and also by my aunt and uncle, by Jack and Jeanette Blumenkoff, in honor of the yard site of Aunt Jeanette's mother, Shifra Tzipora Bas Chaim Shmuel. We thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So uh, what we're going to do, we stopped right in the middle of something yesterday. We were going through the different psukim that might be recited in, during Birchus Kohanim by the Am during the Birchus Kohanim to show that they're, uh, that they're grateful for the brachos that they are receiving. And so in different contexts, you say different psukim. So we're going to continue to discuss a few other contexts within which we, say, we might say different, uh, different psukim. Then the Gemara is going to discuss three stories of the Anivus of Rabbi Avohu, but how even so, Rabbi Avohu's Anivus paled in comparison to the Anivus of Rabbi Abba de Min Akko. Then the Gemara is going to get into the, uh, the, the, the uh, text of uh, the Nusach of Modim de Rabbanan, and uh, how each of the Chachamim added something to the Nusach of the Modim that we say while the Shliach Tzibur is saying Modim. Then the Gemara is going to talk about how we know that a person is supposed to have Amas Tzibur, that the Ema of the Tzibur should always be on a person. We're going to have three Rayas that uh, one should have Amas Tzibur. And then we're going to talk a little bit on the going on the bottom of Amalaf, going over to Mbeis, about how they responded to Brachos in the Migdash, that they didn't answer Amen in the Migdash. But what did they say when they heard a Brach in the Migdash? Then the Mishnah on Amr Beis is going to tell us the procedure for the Kohen Gadol's Kriya Satora on Yom HaKippurim. Since that's one of the items that we mentioned uh, about, uh, about that, the, that, could be, that has to be said Belashon HaKodesh, so it's got nothing to do with Sota, but it has to do with that which is said Belashon HaKodesh. So the Mishnah is going to tell us what exactly the procedure was, how he said eight Brachos, what was the content of those eight Brachos. Then the Gemara is going to talk about being Mechabed, a Talmud in front of his Rebbe. And then at the very end of the daf, the Gemara is going to talk about the Gemara is going to prove that the Kriya was, that the Kohen Gadol did must have been in the Ezra's Nashim because the Mishnah said that he was sitting down and then he stood up only when he received the Sefer Torah. So it sounds like he was in a place that he's allowed to sit down. But if it was in the Azara, he would not have been allowed to sit in the Azara. So that's going to be the Raya that, he must, that this must have been going on in the Ezra's Nashim. So let's begin five lines from the bottom of the page. So we're going through the different psukim that the people say when Birch's Kohanim is happening as a way of showing that they're eager to accept these brachos. So on a mincha of a tainis, where the Kohanim also do Birch's Kohanim, so we should be mevakish rachamim because that's an ace ratzon, and therefore my amri, what should we say to show that we're being mevakish rachamim at an ace ratzon like that? So Yaakov, we say the following psukim from Sefer Yirmiyo, imavoneinu anuvanu Hashem aseilaman and we continue the positive. Meaning, so we say these psukim at a particular ace ratzon. That's what Tosis points out in Dibra Maschul Im that this is uh, that that it's an ace tzara, and that's why we're fasting. Meaning, it's mincha 
tainus. It's only a tainus because it's an Sara. So that's why they were matter to be mivakish rachamim during the birchas koranim because that's a particular time of neis ratzon. How do I know birchas koranim is a particular time of neis ratzon where you have Hashem's ear a little bit more? Because the Gemara and Brachas Tafnun Hayamid Beis, it's actually a little surprising that in, in, in this is the sugya of birchas koranim and this idea of what the Gemara and Brachas says does not come up in birchas koranim and pretty much for Yisraelim it's our entire experience of birchas koranim that the Gemara and Brachas says that someone who is roeh chalom veini yodeh ma ra'a if a person had a dream and he doesn't know what he saw in the dream whether it's bad or good so you should be mevakish rachim mevais nesias kapayim if you're not a kohen that's your experience of birchas koranim like that's what you said that's your part in birchas koranim so you learn through the whole sugya of birchas koranim it never mentions that but we, that's a Gemara and Brachas but what you do see over there is that it's neis ratzon that that's a time that you have something that might uh, portend something awful so dafka during birchas koranim that's when you daven for such a uh, for such a thing now uh, we only do birchas koranim at mincha on a tiny zebra. That's what we're saying, b'minchasa Mincha of any other day, we're not no kapav. And the reason for that is because there's a chashash shikras. Whenever there was an opportunity to have a meal prior to birchas koanim, we don't do birchas koanim because uh, if there's shikras, then uh, you're not allowed to do birchas koanim. But a tiny, you know that nobody's been eating all day and therefore you could do birchas koanim. So Tulsus raises the question that in Masachas Tainus, the Gemara says, like the sheet of Rabbi Yossi, the Gemara, the uh, Tulsus over in Dibra Maskel b'minchasa, raises the question that the Gemara in Tainus says that uh, like the sheet of Rabbi Yossi that you're not no of even by Mincha of Tainus because we're afraid that people are going to confuse that with Mincha of Shai Yimos Hashanah that people aren't going to know to distinguish properly between a Tainus and other days of the year so how come we're assuming that on a Tainus we are doing Berks Kwanim so Tos has two answers either that our Gemara is not La Halacha we're assuming like the Shita that there is Nesias Kapayim Mincha of Tainus but Enochinami we pass like the Gemara Tainus that there isn't, or our Gemara is assuming yes, the halacha, according to the maskara of the Gemara over there, that even the, the, the even though the halacha is like Yossi, but nevertheless the Kohanim are knowing to do nesias kapayim and mincha v'tainus because the uh, tainios they were mispalal mincha samuch lishkias hachama, and that's uh, that's more similar to tefilas neila, so you could be no sekapav. Whereas on the, the rest of the day they weren't mispalal mincha so late in the day, they were mispalal mincha earlier in the day, and that's when we say that you're not supposed to do Birch Skwanim at, at a time. It all depends on the timing of Mincha. Says Gemara further, now on the top of Ahmed Aleph, so on the, in the final context of Ni'ila of Yom Kippur, Tulsus points out, why do we only say Ni'ila of Yom Kippur? They would say Ni'ila on other Tainios as well. The Gemara in Tainios of Chavav says by other Tainios they would also say Ni'ila. So the Ritva says, yeah, yeah, the Gemara over here when it says Ni'ila of Yom Kippur, it just means Ni'ila of Tainios. But in Achinami, it just happens to give the example of Yom Kippur. So when you are, uh, when Birch Kralim is being recited at Ni'ila, what, which Psukim should the Am be saying? My Omar, what does the Tzibur say? So says Gemara, when does the Tzibur say these Psukim? Rav Yosef Amar, Bein Kol Bracha Bracha. Between each uh, Pasuk of Birch's Koranim, meaning after the word, V'yishmerecha, after the word, V'yichunecha, and after the Shalom, between each Bracha, after each Bracha, they say another one of these Psukim, because in each in each instance, we identified three Psukim to say. Oh, so the three Psukim correspond to the three Psukim of Birch's Kohanim. Rav Sheshit Amar, no, Baskar Hashem, they say it at the time that the Kohanim mentioned the Shem Hashem within the Bracha. Not at the end of each pasuk. 
There is a machlok of Mari and Rav Zvid. It's one pasuk connected another pasuk. That when the Quran would say the first bracha of Yerach Hashem Yishmerecha, the Am would say the first pasuk of the three pasukim. And after the second bracha, they'd say the second pasuk. After the third bracha, they'd say the third pasuk. On all of the, on, on every pasuk of Birch's Quranim, they would say all three psukim, meaning they would repeat all three psukim three times. Not that it was one one connected one, but that uh, with each uh, pasuk of Birch's Quranim, they would say all three of these psukim. Now, do we do this? Anyone who says these psukim outside of the base of Migdash is uh, is mistaken. Tells us right that there's an iser to say it begvulin. Uh, um, that, uh, that's why Tulsa asks, how can we say the tefillah about the chalom if you're not allowed to say other things? So Tulsa says, no, the tefillah for the chalom is chashash sakana, meaning when a person sees a dream that might mean something terrible, so unless you're mate of that chalom, so that could be a sakana for the person. So sakana sefash is dochle kala So even though it's really terrible, you're not supposed to be saying other things when the Quran are trying to be mevarich you, but you have no choice. It's a sakana when it comes to a chalom. But from Rashi, it sounds like there's no real iser to say a big vulin. It's just that they were not misaking to say it outside of the base of Mikdash. And that's what the Minchasota points out, that that's a machlok, that's Rashi and Tosos. That Tosos holds that it's Osir to say these Pesukim Begvulin. And Rashi holds, it's just that they were never misaking to say it Begvulin. However, in the Torah Saknos and Dark David, they say that even according to Rashi, since there's no need to say these Pesukim Begvulin, Mimela, there's Nisr. Because anything that's going to distract your attention from listening to the Birchus Koranim is going to be a Nisr. The Koranim will give you a bracha, the, 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 the the uh, default is you have to listen. You have to listen to the bracha. If there's a really good reason not to be listening, so then it's up for discussion. But the default has to be that you have to be listening. Bar Papa. So Rebbe Bar Papa says even in the Mikdash you don't necessarily say these pesukim. It's such chutzpah. You're getting a bracha and you're not listening to the bracha. You're instead reciting these pesukim. He says I reject the whole idea of reciting these pesukim. And a third opinion. In Amr Abi Akbar Khanina, he said you should say you should say these Psukim even Bhagvulin, even uh, though we the, the Birk's Khan is not Bashem Yuchad, Taita the Bhagvulinami by Limrinu, because Klumi Shavicham Varknosa Vain Masbir Panim, can never receive a bracha and not show that the bracha is Khashovtim and that he's interested in the bracha and that he's trying to uh, reciprocate in some way. So you should say these Psukim as a way of being Masbir Panim to the he who is giving you the bracha. Amir Meshav Minaluhu, Rabbi Avo says, So I used to be knowing to say these Psukim by Birk's Khanim. Once I saw that Rabbi Abba Dominako didn't say these psukim, so I didn't say these psukim either. So three opinions. One opinion is that we only say b'mikdash not b'gvulin. Second opinion is we don't even say b'mikdash. And third opinion is that we even say b'gvulin. As far as the Maisa Rav, so Rabbi Avo used to say it, but he changed his mind when he saw Maisa Rav that uh, Rabbi Abba Dominako didn't say it. And uh, we should just know of Rabbi Avo's relationship with Rabbi Abba Dominako was as follows. Rabbi Avo says, I used to think I'm a pretty hum- humble guy. Once I saw Rabbi Abba Dominako that his level of anivus was so off the charts uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, that when he would give a shear, so he couldn't uh, project his voice so much, so they had someone who served as a microphone, a guy who had a louder voice. So he would say one svara, the guy who would project his voice 
would say a totally different svara, and lo kapit, he didn't get upset at the guy at all. What a nivus that he had. So amina lav anvas nasa ana. I said I, I'm not an anav in comparison in comparison to him. Now the more famous example in the sechasota of someone claiming, you know, I'm a pretty big anav comes much later. Rabbi Yosef says the altisni anav dika but here's another example that he says uh, that Rabbi Yosef, I'm I'm a pretty humble guy, but uh, you know I just realized that there's an even higher level of humility. So uh, Ben Yoyada writes that he never actually said that. He never actually said that I'm a humble guy. He didn't go around telling everybody. He's saying that that uh, that that, that, uh, that in his in, in his heart he was thinking that he had gotten to a particular madrega, and then he realized how much higher a madrega there is to get to. Meaning, if if before he uh, experienced the the anivus of Rabbi Abba Dominaco, he was going around saying, "I've got it. I'm humble. I did. You know, I've achieved it." That would be bad. Once Rabbi Abba Dominaco had already once he already had that exposure to Rabbi Abba Dominaco, it's not a lack of anivas to say, I used to think I knew what humility was, and I thought, I, and, and, and I'm still not there, uh, because it's, uh, he had such a different madrega of, uh, of anivas. Um, the, uh, the, the other explanation Ben Yoyada says is that uh, it's not gaiva, because he was just trying to say that, uh, that my, by nature, I'm just a humble person. I'm just not a, an, an attention seeker. That's not my, my nature. It's not anything that I did, but then I realized that there's an avoda to be done as far as anivas to get to an even higher madrega. It is a little bit troubling. The achronim are bothered. Is this really humility where Rabbi Yavad Dimenako did? He's saying a shir. He gives a svara. The other guy is saying a different svara. You're not supposed to be in an oven that kind of, you know, in Rosh Sadiqim he goes through the bad side of Anivos. You know, the, we discussed uh, back on Daf Hay, the Sheminis Shemishminis that a person is supposed to have. Now, it's, it's not often quoted that on Daf Hay there was another opinion that said, not even a Sheminis you shouldn't have anything. But we normally assume a Sheminis Where does that Sheminis come out? When it comes to the covenant of Torah, when it comes to the covenant of the Rebbe Shalom, you're saying the real Svara, someone else is going to give a different Svara. You have to be mocked about such a thing. So, uh, uh, the Marsha understands that uh, that that, that uh, if the if if uh, the reason that uh, it, it, he he really should have been upset about it, if the what the svar the other guy was saying was bad, but it could be the svar the other guy was saying was really good. So if it was a really good svar, then he doesn't have to get so so upset about it. So says Gemara. Okay, so Rabbi Avo always thought that he had achieved anivos. Mayan said Rabbi Avo. Where do we find that Rabbi Avo himself was an anav that he said that now I've learned a whole new madrega of anivos. So three stories. The wife of Rabbi Avo's microphone, Rabbi Avo's maturgaman, said to Rabbi Avo's wife, You know, my husband, even though he works as your husband's assistant, he doesn't really need your husband. He's a bigger tamachachim than your husband. The reason he bends down and pretends that he's listening to him before he goes and he says this year, he's just such a balderacheretz that he's uh, trying to show cover to your husband, even though my husband's even greater than your husband. So uh, Rabbi Avo's wife, Mrs. Avo, came home and she said, you're not going to believe what your assistant's wife is saying, that she thinks that her husband is everything and that uh, you're a nobody. So I'm 
At the end of the day, Torah is being taught. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Torah is being taught. Everyone's become, becoming more educated. Hashem is therefore being praised and appreciated. Who cares whether I get the credit or the other guy gets the credit? That's fine. The point is that the goal is to be to show the cover to the Rebbeinu Shalom. It's not. It's, it's really irrelevant who's going to get the credit for it. So that's a sign of great anivus. The Su and another mice of the anivus of Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo in Rabbi Avo was appointed to be the Rosh Hashiva, but Kivin the Chazia, the Rabbi Abba de Menako, the Nefisha de Balichovos. But he saw that Rabbi Abba de Menako was very poor and he had a lot of chovos. He owed a lot of people money. Samalu Ikaraba. So Rabbi Avo turned down the job as Rosh Hashiva and said, "There's a greater Chacham than me who deserves to be Rosh Hashiva, and that's Rabbi Abba de Menako." And the reason he said that was because when they appointed someone as Rosh Hashiva, they would give him all sorts of gifts and they would make him wealthy and they would take care of his chovos. They would take care of his needs. So he figured that why should I? You know, and that, that's what they did with the Kohen Gadol also. The Pasuk of Akoyin Gadol Me'achiv. The Gemara Yuma says Gadlu Mishal Achiv. That it's a responsibility of the Tzibur that they're making him the Rashiva, they're making him the Kohen Gadol to give him all these things. So he said, I don't need, I don't need it so much. So that's a tremendous anivus that he was going to get this position of kavod of being Rashiva. Plus, apparently, he came with a lot of money. He turned down the kavod. He turned down the money because there's someone else who needed it, uh, who needed it more. And then the third definition of the uh, the third story of anivus, Rabbi Yavav, Rabbi Baraba, Iklulu Asra. Both Rabbi Yavav and Rabbi Baraba arrived in the same town at the same time. Right? Uh, Rabbi Yavav was invited to be a scholar resident somewhere. Turns out, Rabbi Baraba was a scholar residence in the same town. That sometimes happens. You travel somewhere and like there's another huge scholar residence or something that's a so where's everyone going to go? So Rabbi Avo Darsh Bagadita. So Rabbi Avo said a shir in Agada. Rabbi Chia Baraba Darsh Bishmaita. Rabbi Chia Baraba said a shir in Halacha. Shavku Kuli Amul Rabbi Chia Baraba Vazal Gavid Rabbi Avo. Everyone went to the Agadita shir. The Halacha shir is hard. The Agadita shir is Geshmak. You know, he tells stories and he goes, it's, it's very nice. So Chalash Daite. So Rabbi Chia Baraba was very, was very upset that no one came to his shir. It was empty. So Malay. So, uh, so Rabbi Avo tried to calm him down by saying, no, the fact that everyone and left your shir, your drasha to come to my drasha is not because they think I'm greater than you or that my Torah is greater than your Torah. I'll give you a very simple mashal of why it is. Imagine two merchants come to town. One is selling very expensive diamonds. And the other one is selling these little tchachkalach that, uh, that cost nothing. Who gets more customers? Obviously the people that are selling cheap things get more customers. People that are selling, selling diamonds, only, only major Ashirim could afford to even buy it. So we are also, Dvar Alacha that you're darshaning in is like the Avadim Tovos. Not everybody is on a Madrega where they're able to, uh, to, to learn it. It has a certain depth to it. It requires a great amount of Yishavadas as opposed to Divrei Agada, which are more Kal, they're easier to understand. They're uh, Moshech, a person's life. So people are going to go to that Drasha. But, uh, but but, but it's, uh, it's the, the fact that you had a smaller crowd shows what a maila your shear is. That your shear was greater than my shear. The fact that you had a smaller crowd. So Rashi writes lahafis daito amarkain. Meaning, should we view that as like a maila? Meaning, let's say you have 
to uh, Rebbeim in Yeshiva. And one of them, all the Talmudim want to go to his shir, and the other one, no one wants to go to his shir. Should you say, oh, the one that no one wants to go to his shir, it must be that he's a much better Rebbe. Right? Is that meaning, is that correct? Is, is the assessment correct? So Rashi says, no. He was just saying that to uh, calm him down. So the Yitz Yosef explains that you can't say that al Derech HaEmes, that, 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 uh, that, that, that the Maila of Halacha is greater than the Maila of Agada, because the Sifri in Parshat says that if you want to really uh, have a knowledge of Misha Amar Vahaya Olam of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have to learn Agada because that comes to a Hakara brings you to a Hakara of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, it's just, he's saying it happens to be that it's easier to learn Divrei Agada, but not that, but the truth is that it's not less important to learn Divrei Agada. That's what the Eitz Yosef says. Mechasoti says that when Rashi says that he only said it Lavis is Daito, it's not because it's not true. It is true. It is true that Halacha is more important than Agada, that uh, the Tzibor's nimshach more to Agada than they are to, uh, to Halacha. But, but that wasn't the real reason. That's Lavis Daito Amarkain is that, that may be true, what he said may be true, but that wasn't the real reason that people came to his shir and not the other shir. Um, uh, the, uh, the, because no, no one knew before coming to shir what each one was going to talk about. They just saw the names. So they went, to the one, they went to the one that they thought they'd be more interested in hearing, which very often is the way that people choose. It's not that, you know, they always, whenever you speak, so they, what, exactly what, what the topic is. How can we advertise the topic? I don't think anyone looks at the topic. I don't think anyone cares unless it's like a very unique thing. I don't think anyone cares about the topic. They come. If, they, if there's a speaker that they want to hear, if there's a Talmud Chacham that they want to hear, so they're going to go uh, hear that, uh, that Talmud Chacham. So anyway, so that's why Rashi says that love is died to Amr Kain. So, typically, Rabbi Chia Baraba would escort Rabbi Avo to his uh, place of uh, lodging. As we have shown cover to the Beikesar, because Rabbi Avo, Rabbi Avo was a Makur of Lamalchus. So, but that day that Rabbi Chibarabba was all upset and he felt dejected and no one came to the shir. So Alve Rabbi Avol Rabbi Chibarabba Adushbize. Rabbi Avo showed extra cover to Rabbi Chibarabba to escort him to where he was staying. And with all of that uh, effort to try to show covered Lovitos of Daitimine. He still uh, didn't didn't work. He didn't uh, calm down. The Bach writes in Simon Reish Sadi that the reason Rukhia Baraba was not Mespayis is because Rabbi Avo did against the Takan of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was Mesakin to Darshan and Shabbosos and Yom Tovim in Dinim and Halachos. And he, he was he Darshan the Divrei Agada, so he did against the Takan of Moshe Rabbeinu, so he could be as nice to me as he want, but what he did was the wrong thing. The fact that you tried to gather the crowds by saying that which you thought they wanted to hear, and apparently they did want to hear that's uh, no excuse. You're not supposed to, you have to do what you're supposed to do, which is to teach the Divrei Halacha. The Nitziv explains in Merom Sada that the reason Rabbi Chiyabarabu was not uh, pacified uh, was because the mushal is not doma to the nimshal. That if someone sells Avonim Tovos, uh, even if there was uh, no one else there to sell the uh, the cheap stuff, he still wouldn't get too many customers because how many people could afford Avonim Tovos? But Rabbi Chiyabarabu knew that, uh, that, 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 that had Rabbi Avon not been there, then everyone would have come for the halachash here. So it's not a good it's, good, it's not a good muscle. So it still didn't uh, didn't satisfy him. Okay, so now the Gemara says um, we, we had mentioned uh, the, uh, the the psukim that the Kal says by Birch's Kohanim. So we're going to now go through a different time where the Shliach Tzibur is saying something and the whole Tzibur is saying something else. So Bizman Shliach Tzibur Omer Modim when the Shliach Tzibur is saying Modim in Chazar Sashat Ha'am Mahim Omrim. What Nusach does the Am say? So there's a famous comment of the Abu Jaham. May he tasted that the Am says anything. 
Maybe you just sit there quietly and you listen like you do to the rest of, I mean, uh, at least on the books, that's what you're supposed to do, listen to the rest of, uh, of Chazar Sashat. So maybe the person's supposed to be saying anything. So Abu Jam says that's what Hoda'a is. Hoda'a can never be done through a shliach. When one is giving uh, thank you, when one is saying, giving gratitude, that has to be done in a more direct way. So one has to be saying something. The question is, what is the content of that Hoda'a? Some are Rav. Rav says what we should say is, we're grateful that we're grateful. So what does that mean? We're grateful that we're grateful. So Rashi, Rashi writes, we're grateful that you give us a desire to want to be grateful to you, to have a relationship to you, to want to be grateful to you. Uh, the Rush writes that you were mezaka us from among all of the other umos to be close enough to you to want to uh, to offer hoda'ah. In the Tshuva's Rimigash, he says, no, the al is loshon of tosefes. That we're saying, extra hoda'os uh, in addition to al lach during our tefillah, that 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 we're we're grateful beyond the the gratitude we've already expressed in our silence monastery, we have extra gratitude to express, and that's uh, and that's why we're saying something new over here and not uh, just listening to the shliach tzibur. So that's what we say. Shmuel uh, Shmuel says no, you should say elokei kol basar al sha'anu madumlach. Rabbi Simai Omer yotzer yotzer bracious al sha'anu madumlach. Nardai Amri Mishme he would conclude it with says, Wow, those are all such great ideas. So we should say all of those things. That's what the Beis Yosef writes in Simukov Chavzayin that the reason it's called Modim Drabanan was because all the rabbis got together to put together the Nusach. It's not because it's the Rabbanon versus the Raisa. It's all the Rabbanon. But it was a Nusach that was uh, compiled by various, uh, by various Rabbanon. It's interesting, Rav Papa is the one that says, Hilkach Nemeinu Lukulu. That's what uh, the Ha'ara that's made by Rav Yashiv, that in a Siyum Masechta, we always identified the, all the children of Rav Papa who were all big all the Bar Papas. So, uh, so Rav Yashu points out, why is it that Rav Papa was Zohar to have so many children who were Talmidei Chacham? What did he do different than uh, everybody else? So you can't say because he was a Talmud Chacham. Every Amor was a Talmud Chacham. No, but you find the Midah of Rav Papa is when other Talmidei Chacham said something, he was so in love with the words of all the Talmidei Chachamim that he wanted to incorporate all of it. He wanted to... Uh, so someone who has such covenant for other Talmidei Chachamim Clearly, the uh, atmosphere in his house is going to be such that his children will say, the greatest thing you could be is the Talmud Chacham. So they're all going to want to be Talmud Chachamim. So that's why Rav Papa was up, not because he was Talmud Chacham, but because he had such kavod for Talmud Chachamim. I took my Talmud to Rav Aram Khan last week, and he said, you'll find in all of Mishnah Torah, the Rambam never uses the term Talmud Chacham. He only uses the term Talmud Chachamim. He says, because while a person should have a Rebbe Mufak, and you should have a certain Mahalich in life, that you, but, but a person should be a Talmud of Chachamim. You should always uh, try to aspire to learn from all sorts of different people. So now we go back to Gersh A person should always have a certain sense of Ema, a fear, a trepidation of the Tzibur. Uh, three rhymes. Number one, Shari Kohanim, 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 Koh
in the heichal in order to face the am. So that's a sense of emas sibur um, and the 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 uh, the, the, the kohanim who are more chashuv than the am have to have that emas sibur. So for sure, the rest of us have to have a certain sense of uh, of emas sibur. Second raya of nachman amr mehacha. We learned from the following in divrei yamim vayakom david amelech al raglov vayomer shmuuni achai v'yami. So what does it mean? Imachai lama ami v'imami lama achai. Which is it? Is it my brothers or is it my nation? So Amr of Lazar, Amr lem double Yisrael imatem shomenli. If you're gonna uh, donate to the base of Mikdash, achayatem. Then you are my brothers. If you do what you're supposed to do, v'imlav. And if you don't give donations to the base of Mikdash, amiatem vani rodeschem makal. Then I'm the king and you're the nation and I'm going to subjugate you to make sure that you have to you do what you have to do. That's how uh, Rashi understands. So uh, the, that uh, Rashi understands that. The, the, the raya is that Emas Sibur Alecha is that he was willing to refer to them as Achai, meaning that if they're doing everything, then he's, he's willing to call them equals, even though he, they weren't equals. David was a Melech. So you see that he had a certain sense of Emas Sibur. The Marsha doesn't like that interpretation. The Marsha says that, uh, no, the Emas Sibur, the raya of Nachman, is the fact that he was he stood up at the beginning. He said, right there. It's not about the content of his speech. It's just the fact that when he wanted to speak to them, he stood up. That shows a certain sense of Amos Sibur. It's just once recorded at the beginning of the Pasuk, so we quote the rest of the Pasuk and we go through an interpretation of why he calls them a Ami, but, but that's not really what uh, what the Limud is from. A third possibility of how I know you have to have Amos Sibur, Rabbanan Ami Mehacha, Deinukran and Rashan Lalus Besandalei and Leduchan, that we learn in the Brisa, the Bach adds in the Girsa, Ditana Rabbanan, that we learn in the Brisa that Kohanim are not allowed to wear their shoes when they go up to the Duchan. This is one of the nine takanos that we have in the Saks Roshana of Rabbi Yochum and Zakai. My time, why did he make such a takana? Love Mishum Kavod Sibur. Isn't it because of the Kavod Sibur that when the Kohanim lift up their hands, so their uh, clothing is going to lift up a little bit, everyone's going to be able to see their shoes, and it's not Kavod Sibur, everyone's going to see the mud on their shoes that are coming in from the fields and whatever, so it's not proper Kavod Sibur. And don't you see from there that you have to have Amos Sibur? So I'm Ravashi, love. No, that's not the reason. Hasam Shem and Nifskol Sandalo. The concern over there is that the reason the Kohen doesn't wear shoes is because there's a uh, there's a fear that uh, that one of the straps of his shoes may come undone and he's going to want and he's going to have to leave the duchan to go down and to tie it. So Amri ben Grusha ben Chalutza and everyone's going to say that he's a ben Grusha ben Chalutza that there must be some psul in him and that's why he went down to uh, to, to tie it. So that's uh, the real reason. Now we pass in both reasons, meaning we assume in the end of the day that uh, we don't really reject. The first reason is just that it wasn't a raya brura that you have to have a masibur alecha. But once we know anyway from the other two reasons you have to have a masibur alecha, so we assume that uh, that this also is uh, because of a masibur alecha. Uh, there is an interesting thing in, in certain Syrian shuls, they keep their shoes on when they do birch's kohanim. Uh, someone once asked me if uh, he's davening in a Syrian shul and they're doing birch's kohanim. So his first question is, should I do birch's kohanim, even though I'm not Syrian, I'm not, Ash- I'm not Sephardi, and it's in chutz laaretz. So the answer is yes, meaning if you're in, uh, you, 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 you got you know, lots of to do, so yeah. But his second question was, 
should I keep my shoes on during Birch's Kohanim? I mean, that's really against the halacha. The Kohanim are supposed to take off their shoes during uh, Birch's Kohanim. Or they had shailas with COVID, with the outdoor minyanim. So the grass was very wet. And uh, Kohanim weren't so thrilled about taking off their shoes and uh, stepping on, on wet grass. So is there any uh, heter to keep, uh, to keep the shoes on? So in the Chuvis Yafalulev, in the Yafalulev, in Simukuv Chavches, in Shulchan Aruch, in Os Chavtes, he points out that according to both reasons, if you're not on the Duchen, it should be fine. Um, because it's only when you're Olu Leduchan, so it looks bad that you're coming off of the Duchan, and when you're Olu Leduchan, then people will be able to see your feet, but if you're off down on the floor level, people aren't going to be able to see your feet anyway. So Ravad Yosef quotes a whole bunch of different uh, Sephardic uh, poskim who, uh, who, who, uh, who, who, who pretty much agree to that. Problem is, in the Chuvas Beis Yehuda, he points out that Kohanim are not allowed to say Berks Kohanim unless they're on the Duchan, that they really do need to be on the Duchan when they say Berks Kohanim. So Ravad says, Nah, not necessarily. There's a Chuvas Radvaz that says that if it's a Shas and Chak, then you don't need to be on the Duchan. The Kohen just asked me, if there's no room on the stage, uh, can he just like go off the stage and do Berks Kohanim not on the stage? So that's really this Machlokas. The Radvaz, uh, the, the, the Chuvas Beis Yehuda says, No, find room, you know, squeeze in. Whereas uh, the Radvaz says, if it's a shas and there's just not enough room, so then you're allowed to go off the stage. Clearly, the preference though is to be on the duchan, right? We call it duchaning because it's it's on the duchan, so that seems to be the uh, the, the preference. Kavachayim. Uh, says it's also a low plug rabbanan that even if the reasons don't apply, it's a low plug that you're supposed to t- take off your shoes for uh, for brich squad. So Ravad Yosef says, look, there are certain communities that have their minhagim or whatever, so you're not going to yell as long as they're not on the duchan. You can't get upset at them. But really, uh, you know, uh, if you're if if you're deciding what to do, you have to take off your shoes for uh, for for brich even if your shoes don't have laces or whatever else. I'm told that employers have like special slippers for the. Uh, Kohanim to, to wear uh, when they do Birch's Kohanim. Okay, so, uh, but, you know, they, they have their minig, but that's not, the Dafka not wearing uh, leather shoes with laces. Leather shoes with laces is certainly, uh, you know, something that one, one should not do. Again, unless you're in that particular uh, segment of the Syrian community where they're not all the Duchan and they, uh, and they do it that way. Okay, so now the, uh, the Gemara says, Vaiti now. Uva Mikdash Bracha Achas. Now we had said that there's difference between Birch's Kohanim, Begvulin, and Birch's Kohanim in the Mikdash. And in the Gvulin, we say three different brachos, and Migdash is one bracha. So, a kolkak lama, why is there such a difference? We don't separate the psukim with an amen in the Migdash, because you never say amen in the Migdash. How do I know you don't say amen in the Migdash? In Amar, because the Pasuk says, So, we learn that each bracha that they're mvarich in the Migdash, they would say with this nusach, meaning at the end of the bracha of Magin Avram, for example, they would say, by also this whole nusach that they would say in, incorporate into the bracha. shall bracha tihila. How do I know that every bracha in the mikdash, instead of answering amen, they would give a whole praise of that after the mevarich says the bracha, the tzibur is mevarich shem kvodecha. How is the tzibur mevarich shem kvodecha? By saying baruch shem bracha utihila. And uh, the, the, the end of the past teaches us that you shouldn't just say the, uh, at the end of each bracha, uh, one time baruch shem, but rather, I'll call it meaning at the end of all the brachas, baruch shem, but rather, I'll call bracha u bracha tein lotila. We learn from that part of the pasuk that for every bracha, you say a separate baruch shem v'machsodil It's not just, you wait till all the brachas are finished and you say it once. Each and every bracha, that's how they would respond, but they would not respond with amen 
and therefore they didn't have an Amein B'mikdash to separate the three Psukim of Birchus Kohanim. Okay, so now we move on to the next Mishnah. Next Mishnah is going to discuss the Kohen Gadol's Kriya Torah and Yom HaKippurim. And again, the Shaykhus over here is simply because it's one of those items that we had listed that has to be said, but Lashon HaKodesh. So Birchus Kohen Gadol Ketzad. How would, they, how would it work? What would they do? So Chazna Knesses, the Chazna Knesses, the Shamish that was uh, the one who would take care of uh, the basic needs of the basic of the of, of the uh, of the basic knesses. He would take down the curtains from the yarrow and things like that. No tell sefer Torah. He would take the sefer Torah from its place from those from the rosh knesses. He would give it to the rosh knesses. Rosh knesses was the one that was in charge of of giving out the kibudim. For rosh knesses, no from the sagan, and the rosh knesses would give it to the sagan. That was the sagan coin gadol who would take over if anything happened to the coin gadol. Vaskan no from the coin gadol, and then the sagan would pass it to the coin gadol himself. The coin gadol omed, and then the coin gadol would stand up, which makes it sound like up until that time he was sitting down. The the kasha that the Dvarshal raises is the Gemara in Kiddush and Daflam and Gimel says that as soon as the Sefer Torah starts moving, you have to stand up. That if you even have to stand for Talmud Chacham, for sure you have to stand for the Torah itself. So, and that's what the Shulchan Aruch writes, that uh, you should stand from the Sefer Torah as soon as you see that it's uh, that it's moving, you have to stand for the Sefer Torah. So how could it be that the Kohen Gadol would only stand up once it arrived here? It was already moving, it was already going from one to the other. So maybe you could say, no, he had stood up early, we just weren't talking about the Kohen Gadol until now, so now we just mentioned that the Kohen Gadol is Omed. So anyway, he stands up, Umekabal, and he receives the Sefer Torah from the Sagan, and he reads the Avod of Yom Kippurim from Achremos and Va'achba Asar, and you know in Parshas Emor, uh, last week's part of Yom coincidence. And then he's Gol Sefer Torah Menich Bechiko. And after he reads from Achremos and from Emor, he rolls up the Sefer Torah and he holds it. Va'omer and he says Yosem Hashakrit Lefnechem Kasevkan. That more than I've uh, read uh, is actually written here. I, I'm not putting it away because there's nothing because what, the, the rest of the Parshios are not written here. It's just that it would be too much of a Tirchad Tzibura to then roll it to Parshas Pinchas, so then you would read Uba Asar, which is in Parshas Pinchas, and Kori Alpeh, but he would read that Alpeh, he wouldn't read it from the, uh, from, from the Torah, because it would have been too much of a Tircha de Tzibura. Rishon Mask, ah, but Dvarm Shem Chsavi, Atarashi, Lomer, and Balpeh, you're not allowed to say these things Balpeh, so Tos Yishonim and Tos Arash say that uh, that's only Mitzvah and Amuvchar, not to say Dvarm Shem Chsav Balpeh, but uh, it's, uh, it's not Ma'akiv, that you're allowed to if you need to. Uh, the Riva, they quote the Riva and the Ritva say that uh, they, the, uh, the, the, that that's only um, me, the, the things that are Michova Sakriya. But without which a person is Kore Lishinun Bialmo or Derech Sheva Chutfila Vahuda'a is not included. And that's what this was. This wasn't a Chova Sakriya. This was more like a Sheva Chutakur's Baruch. So, and then after the, the conclusion of the Kriya, he would say eight Brachos. What are the eight Brachos? Allah Torah, the Brach of Hashanah Torah Samas, Allah the bracha of Ritzay that we say in Shemon Hasrei, Al Hodaya, the bracha of Modin that we say in Shemon Hasrei, Val Mechila Sa'avon, the bracha that we say in in Yom Kippur Shemon Hasrei, Avata V'Chartanu, where we say Mochel V'Solech Lavonosinu Lavonos Lavonos Am Yisrael, and then Al Migdash, the fifth bracha is Al Migdash, we say the bracha of Asher Bachar B'Migdash, and Al Yisrael, you say a bracha of Abocher B'Amo Yisrael, and Al Kohanim, Bachar the Bachar B'Zar Shalaron, and then the eighth bracha is Val Yerushalayim, Vashar Tefillah. And then the rest that they would say uh, was a Tefillah that they should be saved 
from uh, from their enemies. Um, so that's so those are the eight brachos. So now we had said that the way the Sefer Torah was passed along was from uh, you know person to person until it finally got to the uh, Kohen Gadol. Now there is a machlokas amoraim in Masechus Baba Basra whether your holy covered the Talmud b'makom arav that if the Rebbe is there and the the Rebbe's Talmud is your Rebbe, are you allowed to be cholik like my Talmudim uh, try to show me covered when my Rebbeim are uh, are there? So or do you say no? Go straight to Rav Shachter. You know you have to go to the the Gadol to the to the, and, and give him the covered. You can't give to other people. So it's a machlokas. So Shab Mina cholkin covered the Talmud b'makom arav. Apparently you see from here that you can be cholik covered to the Talmud in the place of the Rebbe because uh, because they would give to the Sagan and the Sagan was the Talmud of the Kohen Gadol. So Amr No, they did this whole thing of passing from one to the next to the next all to show look how many Madregas up till you get to the Kohen Gadol till you get to the, to the so it was all for the cover of the Kohen Gadol it wasn't as a way of showing cover to the Sagan they were showing that we're going the Madrega the Madrega until you finally arrive at the Madrega of the uh, of the Kohen Gadol so that's all considered part of the covenant of the uh, of the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol Omer Mekabel the Kore. So we said the Kohen Gadol stands up and he's Mekabel the Sefer Torah and he's Kore. Omer Mechal Diyoshefu. We say he's standing up. Sounds like up until that point he was sitting down. Vamar But don't we learn any Shiv Azara Machbeis Dov Bilvad that the only people that are allowed to sit in the Azara are people who are descendants of Machbeis Dov. Right? That was the whole split of the Malchus. That's why Yeravim had to build his own place for people to worship because he knew that he wasn't from the Malchus based of and if he goes into the base of Migdash, everyone's going to see that he doesn't get to sit in the Azar. It was a big deal. So answers the Gemara, No, this took place, this Kriya didn't take place in the Azara. It took place in the Azar's Nashim. Azar's Nashim, even someone who's not from the Malchus based David, is allowed to sit. Okay, that's from tomorrow. We'll pick up with, uh, with Mesve at the bottom of the page. Everyone have a great day. Yeah, she can talk